is more than just a batsman for something like a Welcome to all our fantastic fans of the Gloves Are Off to an episode too good to be true. An episode full of fabulous financial fulfilment. Just sign on the dotted line to maximise your moolah. Sift stacks of serious smackers. Bankroll a beautiful bounty of bucks and shake down some shackles. Join dirty good eat iron ride driver in whipping up wonderful windfalls of wisdom with money. Oh, let's be frank. Demand the dollar. Ring the drong, dram good stuff there. A mark, a yen, a buck or a pound. The rubling rand. Currency and cash cascading through the veins and tumbling into the money pit of no return and self-indulgence. Mate, the loyal oh. listeners will be laughing all the way to the left bank after this enterprising episode. All our fans will be getting their money's worth today, mate. Show me the money! <laughs> Come on! So let's put our yep. money let's put our money where our mouth is and throw in a quick quirky quiz question to start proceedings. Mm, call nine four one eight seven seven zero zero with the correct answer and you will win a pension. Mexican restaurant voucher. We love the Panchos. So, who bowled the first ball in the first World Series cricket super test back in December 1977 at VFL Park? Mm, uh, can you give us a hint and tell us who faced it? Oh, no, come yeah, on. okay. Oh. Only because I know you'll love this. Yeah. Rick McCosker. <laughs> oh, Rick was his swathed in bandages. <laughs> Looking like a mummy, yeah. (laughs) No, no, he'd recovered by then. Rick McCosker faced the first ball ever bowled in a super test, and then he was out for a duck when he faced the second ball. Poor old Rick. We had a bad day. But who was bowling? I reckon I know. Yeah, once again, we're offering $100 from Adrian Slater Mortgage Broking Services, and that's clean cash. Well, not dirty money? No dirty. No, no. You're on with the money there. Money talks and inspire us with your creative comments, ingenious ideas, or outrageous opinions. And, and you can win a hundred bucks. It's that easy. It's Thanks that to Adrian easy. Slater. Come, Come on. on. Just like Steve from Wanneroo, yeah. who writes, obviously, you have to discuss my favourite. Pat Cash. <laughs> Cash in your chips there, Steve. <laughs> a clever suggestion, wasn't it? Oh, no From episode nowhere. about money could yeah. avoid mentioning the great Pat Cash, ranked as number four in the world back in 1988 after his stunning Wimbledon singles title win over Ivan Lendl in 1987. He twice made the final of the Australian Open, losing to Stefan Edberg in five sets in 1987 and then to Mats Philander in five sets in 1988. Oh, a bit of the old Stockholm syndrome there, isn't it? Losing to the Swedes twice in two years. Hey, I bet you didn't know that Cash's dad played for the Hawthorne Hawks in the 1950s. Well, well, mm. no, I didn't and, know that. Yes, and of course, Cash's greatest claim to fame was yeah. climbing up into the stand at Wimbledon after he'd won. This became popular and forced Wimbledon officials to redesign the stand to allow easy access for players to reach their family. Oh, mate, climbing up that grandstand was a great example of Pat Cash's style. Yep. He was never one to simply walk the line. Your mind. I walk the line. Sure as night is dark and day is light. I keep you on my mind both day and night. 
We couldn't have an episode about money without featuring the music of the great Johnny Cash. Oh, Pat Cash's uncle. Ah, <laughs> no relation. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Duty. I'm a bit, I'm a tad worried about society when athletes in popular sports make so much money, more money than important people like teachers, police officers, nurses, firefighters, and Sport FM broadcasters. Oh, good. Come on. Businesses will pay the money to sponsor sports like soccer, tennis, and basketball because they know millions of fans will watch the games and their business name becomes recognised and familiar. Well, we talked about the fan last week, didn't we? Oh, sure did. Oh, fanaticus. Well, TV networks, they'll sell ads for cars, fast food, gloves are off T-shirts, board games and coffee mugs. Most of the money in sports world comes from the fans, whether it be selling tickets or merchandise. The emotion, passion elicited by the fans is what drives the industry. True. In yeah. 2020, the North American sports market had a value of about 75 billion US dollars. <gasps> this figure is expected to rise to 83 billion Eight. by 2023. Oh. Therefore, if people agree that athletes are overpaid, then you should stop supporting them. Players and their agents will always be considered greedy. Sponsorship continues to grow with yeah. television and internet audiences. The English Premier League, for example, has guaranteed TV contract money of £100 million for each of the teams. Oh, mate, and the soccer players persist in behaving oh. like spoilt babies. You're listening to The Gloves Are Off with Dirty Good Eto and Ride Driver on Sport FM 91.3. And we're talking money and sport. Money eventually forced my poor old Fitzroy Football Club out of the AFL in 1996. Mm, there was unsuccessful attempts to merge Footscray and Fitzroy yeah. in 1989. That's right. Mm-hmm. And Melbourne and Hawthorne in 1996. Oh, North Melbourne had the chance to relocate yeah. to the Gold Coast in 2010, but refused to go. They should have gone when they had the chance, the oh, Roos. I know. Clubs such as North Melbourne, St Kilda, Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs have been continually propped up by the AFL with the aiding club television deals and I don't like it give us a call and tell us what you think why have we yeah. still not got a Tasmanian AFL team? Oh, What's going on? I don't know. Tasmania has been a breeding ground for Australian rules champions, including Daryl Bulldog, hey, the mighty doc, yeah. Peter Hudson, Royce Hart, oh, Ian Stewart, uh, Alistair Lynch, what about Matthew Richardson, Michael Roach, Crazy Brett Croswell, Vernon Howe, don't forget Noel Carter. Who? Oh, I'd forgotten him, but I knew you'd remind me. So come on, Tasmania. We're barracking for you. We want to see the Tasmanian thylacines in action. ASAP. Well, I tell you what, when all my driver gets a berth on that AFL commission, it'll be the number one point of business for me right away. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this. We haven't received a correct answer yet for the quirky quiz question. Yeah, what was that question? We asked who bowled the first ball in the first super test of World Series cricket back in December 1977. Mm, Got a few incorrect responses Mm, on the text here, including Imran Khan, Mike Proctor, Mm -hmm. grumpy old John Snow, (laughs) or Michael... Whispering death. Holding. Dennis Lilly, Garth LaRue, Mad Lenny Pascoe, and even Tony Gregg. 
Oh, Harvey from Redcliffe insists that it was Safra's Nawaz. No, I can tell you that it was a West Indian bowler who was bowling to Rick McCosker yep. and dismissed McCosker with the second ball ever bowled in World Series cricket. Come on. Mm-hmm. I reckon the switchboard might light up shortly. Good to see Jolly Justin there lighting some candles in preparation for a bit of a... Psychic sacrifice. Uh, I can feel the supernatural mm. waves already starting to tingle as I mentally prepare. Strap yourself in, sports fans. The lights have dimmed and the supernatural juices are beginning to flow. It's time for... Psychic Sacrifice. Welcome to the part of the show where the gifted Gordito predicts the sporting future. Yes, thank you very much for respectful Ryan. Okay. My cards are laid out. My Scanlon's VFL footy cards. And my crystal ball is ready to illuminate. My crystal kookaburra ball that shall foretell the future. The psychic connection is strengthening. Rye, call the cards out as I turn them over. John Nichols, Big Nick, yeah, yeah. Max Richardson, uh, went from south to the pies. Carl Ditterich, whack! <laughs> There will be an unexpected addition to the AFL Hall of Fame. Wow, okay. Uh, probably Ben Cousins or Brendan Favola. Or well, I hope it's Malcolm Brown. I see the name. Dean. Mm, Dean Rioli. No, no, no. Oh, Peter Dean? Oh, got it. Dean Anderson. No, it's Dean Margett. Wow, you've heard it first here with Psychic Sacrifice on the gloves are off. Can you turn some more cards, please, there? Uh, gifted Gordito? The dashing David Dench. Oh, push him in the back. Warwick Kappa. Sid Jackson, East Perth Blues champion. I see a dollar sign in Canberra. It's the Australian Institute of Sport. They're struggling financially. The AIS are dropping athletics, swimming and what? cycling in favour of... Oh, what a polo. Skiing? Netball? No, I've got it. Curling? No, I see a horse. Equestrian? Horse racing? I see a horse, a queen, a bishop and a king. The AIS will devote their time and effort to the less expensive sport of chess. Wow! Expect some Australian Grandmaster chess champions in the future. Come on, mate, turn a few more cards there, please, great Gordito. Oh, the smooth Robert Flower. Kevin Hungry Bartlett. Oh, the guy who played Hawthorne, fullback, Kelvin Moore. I can see a tall man with awkward hair stepping down. No, oh, Donald Trump's already gone, mate. That's old news. I see the letters G, M. Mm, I know. Glenn McGrath. Oh, because of that disgusting Zimbabwean photo shoot. No. Oh, is it Graham Moss? No. Oh, okay. Glenn Maxwell. Or do you mean Max Gorn? No, it's Gil McLaughlin. Oh, that's massive news. Who's taking Gil's place as AFL CEO? Another tall man will take his place. Mm, okay. Uh, Justin Madden? Or maybe Stewie Lowe? I got it. What about Graham Corns? No, it's Basil Zemplos. Mm, okay then. Uh, Simon Goodwin will be thrilled. He'll be raising a glass to that one. There you have it, sports fans. That gifted one has spoken. Remember, if you choose to bet, do so responsibly by following the great Gordito's predictions. That brings to a conclusion another exciting edition of... Psychic Sacrifice. Does home loan terminology leave your head spinning? Let Adrian Slater take the worry out of your next home loan decision with his stress-less, personable approach. With 22 years of experience as a leading Perth mortgage broker, 
Adrian Slater will find the best loan for your individual circumstances. In a pleasant and professional manner. Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services. Home loans, investment loans and specialising in first home buyers. Call 0412 401 772 now. Oh, you're listening to the Gloves are off with Ride Drive and Dirty Good here on Sport FM 91.3 and we're talking money and sport. And we're hey. talking right this minute to Blake from Warwick. Blake, Blakey, how are you mate? Good, gents. Good. I'm going to have a go at the uh, quiz if I can. Oh, oh, it's pretty quirky. Yeah. You reckon you've got a correct answer there, Blake, yeah? I'm going to go uh, Andy Roberts. Well, Andy Roberts, yes! Woo-hoo. You remember Andy Roberts coming in off that long run, dear mate? Yeah. That yeah, they're probably my generation, those blokes. Oh, same here, oh, Blake. Right, Good old, didn't we, we love they? those days? Oh, they were frightening. Yeah. Right? They and... were frightening. Cricket, cricket nasty, all of them. Oh, oh did you see right. any of the World Series pack of cricket in your day as a young bloke there, Blake? Uh, I, I would have been a young bloke, but I still think I can remember watching a couple of games here and there. Ah, good on you, mate. And, of course, they never had to say much. You know, the old Andy Roberts, he was pretty mm-hmm. quiet on a, on a cricket field, but they did their yeah. talking with the ball. Yep, they inspired me to... Uh Learn how to juggle. I don't, remember, I don't know if you remember Big Cole Garner doing commercial. <laughs> oh. And he was juggling oranges at some um, fruit and veg place, and uh, he just had a couple of oranges in one hand. He was just casually oh. He'd probably, probably be able to fit about around. 10 or 12 oranges in the one big hand, wouldn't he, Joel? Yeah. Oh, it's good for your coordination. Yeah. Tell you what, Blake, yeah, you've won that quirky quiz. Yeah, well you've done, got Blake. yourself a Pancho's voucher. And, of course, Jolly Justin Lane is going to need to take your details down. Good stuff, yeah. Blake from Warwick. Oh, well done. He got that then pretty quickly, didn't he? Hey? Absolutely. Did well. Brilliant. I tell you what, our listeners are getting smarter by the week. <laughs> and we're going to yeah. move on yeah. because that old psychic, Ooh, you know, that concentration, that, that I told you it drains the energy. Mm-hmm. But let's kick on with a, a quick test, a text message. We've got yeah. Mandy from Mandra has sent oh, yeah. in a suggestion that the Subiaco Football Club's success is traced back to the financial attraction of players. No, Mandy, we've told you before, it's not money, it's not having the best playing group, it's culture. That's what the club says, and I believe it. Oh, the culture club, isn't it? <laughs> hey? <laughs> and of course... Your old South Fremantle mate, mm. Simon Althwaite, oh. has a lot to answer for in regarding the Subiaco Football Club, doesn't he? Uh, what mm. was he thinking? Yes, back in 1980, the Subiaco Football Club was on its knees. A poor playing list and disastrous financial status had put the club at risk of collapse. The Save Subi Fund was created in a desperate move to keep the club alive. After South Fremantle walloped your Swan Districts in the 1980 Grand Final. Steady on. The 1980 Waffle Grand Final. Mm. Simon Outhwaite, a wonderful person and courageous player, donated $100 to the Save Subi Fund, hoping to keep the club from folding. Good one, Simon. You created a monster. Oh, we love you, Simon. But next time, keep your damn generous hand in your pocket, please. Resist being tempted to give a little bit. Oh, 
Well, we've got a message here from Mike from Ocean Reef. He's sending an amazing text. He's talking about Patrick Mahomes, the NFL player from the Kansas City Chiefs, and I want you to listen to this, has been paid $450 million for a 10-year contract. Incomprehensible. Madness. Lunacy. Did you hear that? $450 $450 million, thank you, Dirty Gordito. If you compare the $45 million a season to the highest Australian money earners yeah, in sport, yeah. and I know we've got a list there, but we yeah. might just have one little quick shot here oh, and right. getting big I'm, Rod yeah, on the phone. Are you there, Rod? I've got the list. Hello? Hey, there he yeah. is. There's Roddy. the voice we wanted to hear. How are you, mate? What's going on there? Spent that 100 bucks yet that you won last week, hey? the big 100 from uh, Adrian Slater? I invested it into the... The gloves are off, provided you're limited uh, <laughs> on the share market link. Oh, yeah. hey. Very clever, man. I oh, love your work, he mate. He knows Always. how to go with money, old Rod. Yep. <laughs> a couple of things. Um, I heard you talking to Matt. Oh, the marvellous one, yeah. Chat with Matt. Measured Matt. But one of the things you talked about was the Stephen Michael uh, leak back in, what was it, 77, 78, was it? 79, um, yeah. I just, well, I remember that uh, the, the, the leak was all over the newspapers. Yeah. He'd, he'd won, and it was two weeks to go. Uh, mm. On the actual medal count, because it used to be on TV back then, yeah, uh, he was five votes in front with two weeks to go, uh. Uh, and Phil Kelly got the last two uh, mm. BOGs. Yep. Mm. Uh, so I remember they were talking about that, and I think um, it might have been given it to him the following year as well, just to make it look good. Uh, and also, you also mentioned about Kim Hughes and people born on, on, on famous days. Yes. He was born David, I've just got to correct you on that. There's somebody more famous than Kim Hughes who was born on Australia oh, Day. I'll take a wild guess and say Rod from Success. No, nah, it's my missus, mate. Ah, <laughs> Karina from Success. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like um, the 25th of December. There's somebody running around the whole world thinking he's famous because <laughs> he was born on the 25th of December. But we all know that the captain of the West Coast footy club, Aaron Black. Oh, no. Is, uh, you know, we're, uh, the switchboard's going to light up. There's yeah. going to be a, a few religious zealots probably want to argue that one with you, Rod. Yeah. <laughs> but Aaron Black, good player. I wanted to ask you your favourite all-time Cardis footballer. Oh, I know he's going to say. JD? Yeah, I met him in person uh, last season. Um, and I rang up uh, uh, footy Waffle World on Monday night. Uh, John Duckworth, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, he was my hero. Uh, he wasn't my first favourite player, but he's my all-time favourite. W- when he was out injured or suspended, which is a fair bit, we <laughs> never won a game in three years oh, without him in the team. Amazing. Yeah, great player. Yeah. Oh, he's like a steam train. Well, mine's Bill Dempsey. Still, uh, yeah, well, Bill, Bill, hasn't, Bill didn't go for the last half a dozen games last year, so I don't know where he is, and I hope he's OK. Yeah, yeah. But, well, um, good bloke. Just, and in regards to save Subi, uh, with Outthwaite, just one other quick one. Yeah. Um, when we were going down the gurg like a couple of years ago, um, there, was a, there was a little old lady got on the train. She was a member of Subi Echo, um, and my daughter and my son were meeting us down there later. I was already down, down at Junilup. And they helped her across the road because she couldn't get across the road real well from the train across the Pepperdines. She walked into the front desk at the West Perth Club Rooms and donated 50 bucks to West Perth to help oh, us get out of, well done, get out of the book, you know. Heartwarming. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. so, uh, but anyway, you want to know about money in sport? Yep. All I can tell you guys is wherever I go, we run out of it because I ran for West Perth and we're going broke. In the 90s, dirt, dirt went broke and we all had to dig into our long suit in South Australia. My, my AFL club, Garvin, well, if it wasn't for Diddy, cardboard and crap, that, given in his pocket, we would have gone under. 
and Manly, Max Delmage came along to we merged and then we unmerged and uh, anyway, so you buy Barrett for a mate, they're bound to go broke because I'm just in don't, don't read anything into it, Rod, from yeah. success. Psychic. But did, did he say that he's invested in Sport FM? I'm just starting yes. to worry. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, he's invested in us. to hear from yeah, you, Rod. Thank you, Rod. Good and on you, mate. Before you go, Brian Adamson, yep. the number 14, is my favourite West Perth, mm. West Perth player. Okay, yeah, mate. Incredible. And just as incredible as we say goodbye to Rod, yeah. here comes Wayne from Waverley. What do you got for us, Wayne? Gentlemen, how are you? Ah, anyone who Wayne. calls us gentlemen must be a good fellow. What a ripper! Hey, how are you, Wayne? Gentlemen, 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 couple of geezers on the on the talk back tonight. That's for sure. Hey, I'm just calling in <laughs> a bit of money in sport. There's a lot of controversy at the moment, thinking that the uh, Aussie cricket team have got the header up their own ass. They don't deserve well, what they pay. I'm pretty sure he said bottom, well, right? He, he said bottom. bottom. Yeah. Hey, I'm the one that's called in, boys. Let me have let me have my two bobs. Oh, sorry. Now, I, I think Wayne. that you know these blokes have been locked in bubbles all year. You know, people say that DK, Lily, look, fair play. Kerry Packer, Lily, they, if they didn't come through, these boys would have never made a penny like they do today. But they, Packer and them, you know, they did it for everyone else. But these guys played 30, you know, 30 matches a year. They played 10 tests, 21 days, T20s across the globe. They're stuck away from their family. They're in bubbles. They deserve every penny they get. Yeah, good point. And the scrutiny, too, under social media, I'd say, would be damaging. I do agree the scrutiny and, is pretty tough. Yeah. I think Warney said it best. He was front, middle, and back page of the, uh, of the paper. Yeah, Warney loves that. <laughs> Warney's an individual. He can't do without it. He goes on reality progress yeah, to make sure his scone is still remembered. <laughs> and one, one point I've got, I've got to say, look, when they choose to sign the dotted line and no one's got a gun to their head, when they sign that dotted line for X number of dollars, which is a lot, um, they need to then conduct themselves correctly. It's not as if they're working you know, 10 hours down a coal mine or something. They need to act perfectly and show the way that, that uh, the youngsters should be coming through. What do you reckon there, uh, Wayne? No, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. It, yes. it does irk me a little bit, though, that a bloke from Scotch College who hit bombs in the Pakistani league <laughs> can uh, earn a million and a half dollars. But, and hey, hello to the David family. Yes, yes, Tim, Tim David, of course, is struck it rich. Yes, he was, um, well, yep. sometimes opportunity in sport, it just lays itself at, at, at your feet and you've got to grab it. And Timmy David, he he's did. a rich man. He's got it. Well done. <laughs> hey, Wayne, thank you very much. Cheers, gentlemen. You're doing a great job. I, uh, I love it. I love it. I'm tuning in from the other side of the country, but, uh, ah, ah from Waverley, Victoria. Brilliant. They're all I'll tell you what, we've got them everywhere. Have we? Another one. And we were just talking about the uh, Patrick Mahomes was average about $45 million a year uh, with his contract. $450 million for a 10-year oh, contract. Yeah, so Madness. Look, it's, uh, com- compare it to the, the Australian uh, list there. What, yeah, what, okay. who's, on the, who's earning the most well, from Australia? Uh, ben Simmons on $45 million. Yeah, oh, not bad for a bloke who sat out the NBA season without playing a game <laughs> until he got transferred. And Daniel Ricciardo, $35 million. Oh, Duncraig Dan, no wonder he's always smiling. Ash Barty Party, seventeen million and she's fantastic. Number one in the world, yeah, the Barty Party continues. What about this guy called Liam Hendricks? Son of Jeff was a nineteen seventy five West Perth grand finalist yeah. player. Who'd they play in nineteen seventy five? Yeah, I don't think anyone turned up to play West Perth that day. Well, it was out for Mantle, wasn't it? Got flogged yeah. by hundred and ten yeah, points, was it? One I think. Yeah, Sicko okay. was well, there and Liam Hendricks, mm-hmm. $17 million, relieving pitcher for the Chicago White Sox. Oh, imagine what he might it. get if he takes the Mandela as the number one pitcher. No, you'd double at 35, wouldn't you? Oh. Uh, Josh Giddy, the triple-double cheeseburger <laughs> with onion, 
8.2 million. Very good. Like oh, him, I'd be giddy if I'd earned that much. Uh, Paddy Mills, 8 million. He can earn 8 million because he's a, he's a jet. He's a ripper. Arguably yeah. Australia's greatest ever basketball player. Yeah, Paddy Cummins, 6 million. The number one bowler in the world. Mm, Tim Zhu, 6 million. Kostya's son is the number one Australian super welterweight. Mm, here's one for you. Dave yeah. Warner. Well, he's got enough money to buy a lifetime supply of sandpaper. <laughs> I'll say this guy really quickly. Mm-hmm. Be curious. $3.5 million. As this is the family program. And then there's... No Glenn. comment. Okay, then there's Glenn Maxwell, Jai Richardson, Steve Smith, Marcus Stoinis. These guys are from 2 to $4 million. No doubt the IPL supplies a large chunk of that. Oh, what do you reckon of the pay packets of today's cricketers, right? Well, I want to go back to 1980, and I've done my maths. So yeah, let's look good. at DK Lilly. And Wayne was talking about DK and Lilly. Yeah, say he earned to say fifty thousand dollars in nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. Equates to about four hundred thousand oh, dollars today. Those currency, there. yeah, I have to. Isn't there a disparaging difference between oh. that and Paddy Cummings? Now I'm not having a go at Paddy Cummings, six million plus. But remembering old DK, bold yeah. all day, yeah. those old uncomfortable jiffy boots with no cushioning, very little mm. nutritional advice, mm. yeah. limited physiotherapy, mm. sports science. Oh, nothing. He had a drink when he went down to third man. Hey? No, actually, what? back in the day, I'll correct you slightly oh, there, okay, you were not allowed to drink at third man or fine league. You not were a, not allowed at, you know, they put the esky down there the last 20 years, okay. so the, the fast bowler can have a quick oh, drink. That was considered very unsporting back oh. in DK's day. Well, he was tough and he never complained, but oh. he did make some money off Crocodile Dundee. Oh. Him and Marsh, he got on with John Connell yeah. and invested heavily, and that's yeah. where they made some money. Well, was George Harrison involved with that one too, I think? Oh, my guitar gently so. Oh, mate. George. Well, look. Oh, he was. Yeah, I think George Wars, yeah. Don't hold back, revered Rye. I want you to say what you think no, of those modern-day players. Overpaid, overindulged and overrated. No person is worth that amount of money. Money makes the world go around, the world go around, the world go around. Money makes the world go around, it makes the world go round. Money, 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 money. If you happen to be rich. True, mate. I agree that those Australian sports stars appeared to be overpaid, right? Yeah. However, compared to the highest sporting money earners worldwide, that $45 million is pocket money. Oh, chicken pee. Look at the obscene numbers I'm being, what well, I was nearly going to say earned, mm. being deposited into yeah. these sporting accounts. Mm. We've got Conor McGregor at number one, $180 million per year. Well, I'm going to say it, that mad Irishman, <laughs> right? the mixed martial arts champion, threw a chair. Uh, and uh, my mate Khabib, Nora Madanunov, through a charity, mate, when he was in the bus. Nutcase. $3.46 million a week, yep. which How is much? about $500,000 a day. Oh, that's ridiculous. Come on. $500 a day. You're dentist earning $50,000 a year. Taking 20 years to earn that in a day. Yeah, well, anyway. Then we go to Lionel Messi with $130 million. Cristiano Ronaldo, $120 million. Yeah, both super, 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 super soccer stars. Jack Prescott earns $108 million. Dallas Cowboys quarterback in the NFL, correct? Yep, correct. Yep. LeBron James on $97 million. Oh, NBA superstar. Neymar gets $95 million. Well, does he still play soccer or is he taken up diving again full-time method acting after Slavoslavsky's method acting yeah, well, love it yeah. love this guy Roger Federer 90 oh, million love the Fed still swings a tennis racket occasionally Sir Lewis Hamilton uh, 82 million dollars a year possibly the greatest Formula One driver ever Absolutely. deserves a bit of danger money Tom Brady 76 million no oh, the next one the greatest NFL player of all time then we've got Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. They're on 75 mil. NBA champions. 
Naomi Osaka gets 60 million. Mm, top female tennis earning at the moment. Tiger Woods, 60 million. Yeah, he's still swinging a golf club occasionally. He's a bad driver. Russell Westbrook, 59 oh, million. Russell now. He's NBA, stylish yep. dresser, needs <laughs> the money to buy clothes, bling, jewellery, and oh, other accessories. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Down to Max Verstappen, 43 million. Uh, Sir Lewis's major Formula One competitor, isn't he? That's Maxie. right. And then Serena Williams, 42 million. Oh, Serena was pretty disappointed that the King Richard movie concentrated on the rise of Venus and mm. not Serena. That's you right. Know, she could make her own movies. Oh, she mate. Could, she could not only make her own movies, she could buy the studio with oh, that sort of money. Serena Studio. Yeah, well, it's got a ring to it, doesn't it? Mate, you've got to consider the danger money factor in many of these sports. Danger money, eh? Yeah, mm. I mean, Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen risk their lives every day they go to work. Conor McGregor could get the suitcase belted out of him in the incredibly violent sport. Mm, good. Uh, yes, what about Messi, Ronaldo and Neymar? Yeah, sore ankles, maybe mm, maybe sore even sore knees. Okay. Oh, what about Federer? Osaka? Williams, then? Uh, mm, look... Tennis elbow can be damn painful, you know. Tiger Woods. Needs to watch out for angry wives and mistresses. <laughs> That's pretty dangerous yeah. when they're swinging a golf club at him. Come on. Look dirty. Some yeah. of these pay packets could buy a developing country easily. Couldn't <laughs> yeah. they? Yeah, okay. Ridiculous. They, they are outrageous. Wrong in society. Outrageous. And some of those sports stars barely played in the last 12 months. It's almost money for nothing. Money for nothing. Money for nothing. And on the phone we've got Mike from Ridgewood. Hello boys, how are you going? We're better for hearing your voice. Mike, what do you reckon there, right? Yeah, oh. yeah, Mike. Oh, well, fellas, what uh, conversation can you have about money and sport unless you mention the GOAT, Michael Jordan? Well uh, just, done. Uh, he, he, he was worth a mention. He wasn't earning that much at the beginning of the career, but he was by the end. But it's his endorsements through Nike which made him a phenomenon, mate. And I think... Uh, He'd probably be one of the richest sportsmen ever. Ah, Mike Spanier, is it? It yeah. is indeed. Yeah, how are you, Mike? Great to hear your Very voice. Well, hey? You gave us a fantastic yes, yes. Uh, tip earlier with uh, $450 well, million dollars there. But more importantly, Mike, are you wearing your Nike Airs there? Oh, uh, no, no, I'm not. I uh, can't afford them, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, what about your Wayne Gretzky ice <laughs> big ice hockey fan, Mike? Yeah. Love the show, love the show. Yeah, Did you love MJ back in the day, mate? What's that, mate? Did you love MJ back in the day, dunking oh, for Chicago? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. It was uh, my childhood right there, fellas. Oh, uh, we grew up with Jordan. So brilliant. Uh, so many buzzer beaters. Absolutely outstanding. Is he still one notch ahead of LeBron? He is, he is. LeBron's, I think, number two, but no one's going to surpass MJ. Brilliantly done, Mike from Ridgewood. He's a chance for the $100, He's, this fella. He sure is. We're going to say goodbye to Mike. Hey, thanks a lot, Mike. And we're going to move on to... No, we've got a text. From Perry, from Cundinan. Oh, good. Who's, yeah. who's Pez got listed there? Well, he's got a smoky here. Uh, Peter Jackson. <laughs> smoky Jackson. Yeah, yeah. Is that uh, Jacko's brother in Hollywood? <laughs> yeah. $810 million oh, is the movie man. Yeah. Obscene. Yeah, and my mate, JZ. Yeah. I call him Four. Jay-Z. No, of course you do. $475 million. And I'm glad he's helping out with the gloves that are off the musical. Mm-hmm. Very good. Dwayne Johnson. The Rock. Yeah, $350 million for wrestling oh. and uh, applying the sleeper holes, apparently. <laughs> Kanye West. Yeah. Scotty West, cousin. Yeah, $330 million. Not forgetting he was in West Side Story. <laughs> yeah, very Paul good. Simon, $280 million. 
for the boxer, yeah. and he also found those diamonds on the soles of her oh, shoes. Very good. What about this guy, Robert Zimmerman, Bob Dylan? Mate, didn't he sing about curling, that mm-hmm. song Like a Rolling Stone? He did. He made $180 yeah. million last year. Not Neil bad. Young? Long may you run. Yeah, $112 million. The Beach Boys? Oh, surfing. Uh, cool, $90 million and they can't surf or no. stand on the board. <laughs> Taylor Swift? Swift Athletics? Yes, $73 million. Hey, thanks, Perry. Now it's time for a bit of these stars. All right, hey, let's mate. go. Welcome to Stars in 45, the greatest sports quiz since the Carlton Football Club sold their soul in 1997 and became the Eminem Blues for a day. This week's sensational prize is... A dozen roses from Phelps's flowers. A champion in the swimming pool, Michael is now breathing new life into the flower business. Tired of the same posies and bouquets? Dive into Phelps's flowers for a refreshing take on flower arrangements. Check out the freestyle fuchsias, tumble tuned tulips, and gold medal gladioli. Bright and colourful greetings sending hearts to melt. You can't beat the value. Of the flowers of Phelps. Mm, well, naturally, I dived into the Valentine's Day specials, and Phelps, he gave me a personal best deal, a PB, yeah, <laughs> and a quick selfie with Michael and his 28 medals. Then a dozen of the rosiest roses I've ever seen, plus a bonus frog kick from Japan. Phelps's flowers, fantastic. Absolutely. To have a crack at that Phelps's Flowers prize on Stars in 45, mm-hmm. be the first to answer the following question. Who was the first professional cricketer to captain England? For many years, the professional players were expected to address the amateur players as sir, and they had to get changed in separate change rooms. Mm, must have been a very good player who mm. was highly respected for a professional mm. to captain England back in the day. Maybe a, a Yorkshireman? Oh, well reckon? done. And yeah. Steve from Wanneroo's probably a chance. Yeah. Yep, you're on the right track there, Ride Driver. Oh, Jolly Justin has a winner already. Oh, yeah. We have Sven from Stockholm Sven. on the line, and he correctly answered Len Hutton. Welcome to Stars in 45. Sven from Stockholm. Hello, good evening, how are you? Yeah, we're going well, yeah. right? No, yeah. I look lovely. Good, good episode, to have someone here so from Scandinavia. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Hey, Bjorn Borg mm. country, I think. <laughs> uh, in 45 seconds, Sven, I'll be naming a range of sports stars, and you need to respond with a sport that was their claim to fame. Let's go. Valerie Borzov. Remember Valerie Borzov, yes, under 10 seconds. First man under 10 seconds in the red flash. Athletic. Dylan Alcott. Dylan Hooker, I wheelchair tennis. I've seen him. Aussie of the Year. Khabib Nurmagomedov. Oh, with a name like that, I think he's like rumpled silk skin. He <laughs> had to fight everyone because he's, no one could pronounce his name. He <laughs> fought a bear when he was a boy. He's a cage fighter, UFC. Tali Gill. I think she learned uh, sport during a cold snap cleaning the kitchen. She's a sweeper <laughs> in curling. Chloe Esposito. She's uh, very uh, interested in uh, swimming, horse riding, pistol shooting, running, dancing. She can do everything. She's a modern pentathlon. Kerry Pothast. Uh, uh, Sydney. Sydney. She was on television the first time with uh, beach volleyball. Got sand down her bathers. Had to hide from the camera. Paul Gascoigne. 
going, Gascoigne. I think he played uh, football or what you call here soccer. Christina Egazaki. Ah, amazing. Middle European champion in the swimming pool. She's a Hungarian girl. Five gold medals. Isa Gua. Isa Gua. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. Medium, fast, quick and slow bowler, like all-round bowler for cricket. Jessica Fox. She could paddle up the Amazon in a flood backwards. Uh, she won the gold in Tokyo in canoeing. Keegan Palmer. Uh, the American who says he is Australian. From San Diego, he's a skateboarder, won the gold medal in, in uh, Tokyo. Paddy Mills. Paddy Mills, one of my favourites in my adopted country. Greatest basketballer ever. Archie Duda. Duda? Archie Duda, Duda they. Kentown races Duda. That's crazy. What is a horse racer, maybe? Nat Young. Not not Neil Young. Not Johnny Young. Nat Young. Oh, I know, <laughs> I remember. A surfer from World Championship, 1966. Dick Johnson. I think Dick Johnson was going to do a special advertisement for Volvo, but they decided he didn't like it, the Volvo, too safe for him. He's a V8 supercar driver, pedal to the metal. He's a petrol head. Josh, I'm sorry, there's the time. Time's up there, uh, Sven. Yep. So oh. That's all you got. There's the 45 <laughs> seconds. Oh, the time went very quickly. Oh, when you're having fun, hey, right? Oh, it always does. That's right. When you're on top of it. Well, it was a great doing performance a job. there, uh, Sven. So how do yeah, you think you went? I think very good. I very uh, seem to know most answers, I think, except crazy do-da, do-da, do-da. <laughs> oh, look, um, guess what, Sven? We've just done a quick tally and you've got 14 correct, so oh. you've won the prize. How hey. do you feel? Oh, my heart is beating in my chest very powerfully. With great joy. <laughs> Wonderful. It's been fantastic to have you on the show. Now, uh, what's your favourite episode of The Gloves Are Off there, Sven? Oh, I love The Gloves Are Off because always I'm learning new things. Yeah. I think the, the best one for me is uh, Families in Sport. Mm, yeah, Good one of our favourites. Yeah, no, that was a ripper. Had the Chapel Brothers on yeah, there. Yeah, did, hey. So, look, thanks for your splendid effort there, Sven, from Stockholm, and keep listening to The Gloves Are Off. Thank you so much for your time and your wonderful program. Well, I reckon he was a star, old Sven. So come on, Rampant Rod. What did you think of Sven oh, from um, Stockholm? Loquacious. Mm. Rambled on, chatty, gabby. All right. No, no. sorry, mate. Mm. Look, he knew some of his stuff. But yeah. Not difficult oh, to understand there, man. maybe. Sort of, you don't mind Emma from Bayswater when she rings up with a bit of an accent. I love Emma. She's great. Yeah, Emma, yeah. if you're well, there, I've studied a bit of Peruvian in my day. I've been to Peru. Ah, well so. done. Yeah, see a llama? Yeah, yeah. Well, just running a course through the correct answers. Yeah. What do you got there? Valerie Bullsworth, the Russian athlete from Munich in 1972, won the 100 and 200 when the two Americans, Eddie Hart and Ray Robinson, missed the quarterfinals due to a misunderstanding of the starting times. The heat's got the wrong schedule. Absolutely what hopeless. What happened there? It was Munich. Munich 72, 72 was chaotic, disorganised, terrible. Ah, oh, Dylan Alcott, um, wheelchair tennis, Australian of the Year, just retired. 
SBS music show, The Set, Game, Set and Match. Yeah, I admired Dylan no end, but yeah. I'm just not so thrilled that he beat me for that Australian of the Year award. Mm. You know, there was only a few points a in it, apparently. Yeah. Mm. Dreaming. Well, Khabib Nurmagomedov, yeah, UFC cage fighter, he, he fought a bear as a kid. He fought a bear as a kid, Grizzly oh. Adams style. <laughs> His <laughs> father <laughs> sent him out and said, you've got to fight a bear, and they videoed it. Or what? was it a Brisbane bear, like a Roger Merritt, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, maybe? <laughs> Hailing from the Republic uh, of Dagestan in yeah. Russia, he is the most followed Russian on Instagram with yep. more than 32 million followers. Mm, and no. we had Tali Gil. Tali Gil from my favourite Winter Olympic sport of curling. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Gil and her teammate Dean Hewitt made history when they won qualification of the Mixed Doubles Tournament at the 2022 Winter Olympics. The first ever Australian curling team to qualify. No, it's an important stat there. Chloe Esposisto. Mm. Pentathlon. Mm, you know, the fencing, the swimming, the horse riding, pistol shooting, running. Oh. One gold at Rio de Janeiro in 2016. Good effort. Kerry Pothars. Beach volleyball partnered Natalie Cook and won gold at the Sydney Olympics. And what was Sven talking about? Sand in a pants uh, or something? Yeah, because the, the television camera sort of showed oh. her lying on the sand well, in, in a difficult sort of position there. Paul Gazza Gascoigne, soccer, mm. widely recognised as the most naturally talented English footballer of his generation. Gascoigne developed addictions to alcohol, cocaine, chain smoking, gambling, high caffeine energy drinks, exercise and junk food. No. Other than that, he led a healthy lifestyle. That's going to say, anything else? Christina Agasaki, the Hungarian swimmer, brilliant, first female to win five individual Olympic gold medals. One of four individuals, Dawn Fraser, Michael Phelps, Katie Ledecky, mm. to win the same event at three consecutive Olympics. Issa Guha, the English cricketer yep. and commentator, played as a fast, medium bowler and batter. She appeared in eight test matches, 83 one-day internationals and 22 2020 internationals for England. Good commentator. Yeah, and Jessica, great commentator. Jessica Fox, canoeing, won gold, gold, gold at Tokyo, coached by her father, who is a sports commentator. Keegan Palmer, born in San Diego, California, mm. Olympic goofy footing, sorry, Olympic goofy footed skateboarding gold medalist, specialising in park skating, turned professional, aged 14. Wow. Oh, Paddy Mills oh, oh. in 2021, yeah. of course, he led the Australian Boomers to their first ever medal in international competition at the Tokyo Olympics. Known for his three-point shooting and leadership qualities. Love Ar him. Archie Duda, 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 day. Mm. Camp down racetracks, five mile long. Yeah, that's it. What was he on? Oh, I mean, he's from Sweden. Give him a break. Yeah, okay. WAFL, great full forward from the East Perth Royals. Strong mark, straight kick, big and bulky, open forward line. Oh. Was a policeman, was yes. a cop. And fantastic player. Yeah, I mean, I could Sven, Come on. Look up your waffle. You're going to live here. You Great. need to know your waffle players. Neil Young, world champion. No, sorry. Nat Young, That's world it. champion surfer, 1966. Young admitted that he had acted aggressively during his career where he had earned the nickname The Animal. And he wrote a book called Surf Rage after being attacked while surfing and just about died. Wow. Beaten up pretty bad. Dick Johnson, V8 Supercars, his laconic commentary and a seemingly endless list of one-liners quickly mm -hmm. became a favourite with the Australian sports fans and race fans. Josh Giddy, we just about got to Josh. Basketball, of course, the mm. youngest ever tri triple doubler, and he's got another one today, yeah. playing for the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA. Oh, another exceptional addition of stars in 45 there. There was, well yes. Done. Yeah. No wonder Pravda has listed stars in 45 <laughs> at number four yeah. in the most influential sports quizzes of all time. You're listening to The Gloves Are Off with Dirty Good Eater and Ride Driver on Sport FM 91.3, and we're talking money. And you could win $100 from Adrian Slater Mortgage Broking Services. 
Does home loan terminology leave your head spinning? Let Adrian Slater take the worry out of your next home loan decision with his stress-less, personable approach. With 22 years of experience as a leading Perth mortgage broker, Adrian Slater will find the best loan for your individual circumstances. In a pleasant and professional manner. Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services. Home loans, investment loans and specialising in first home buyers. Call 0412 401 772 now. Well, back in 1970, Australian test cricketers were paid a pitiful $180 per test match. Five years later, it was up to $200 per test. Stemming from disgruntled, disgracefully mistreated cricketers throughout all cricket nations due to poor payments and unsatisfactory treatment, and in protest that the Australian Cricket Board refusing to sell Kerry Packer the rights to televise the game, World Series cricket was born. Kerry Packer secretly signed up 50 players to participate in his own exclusively televised tournament known as World Series Cricket. Oh, I remember that. How exciting. This was the beginning of day-night cricket with the coloured clothing, a variety of camera angles, helmets and some of the most exciting and intense cricket ever witnessed. The Chapels, Lily, mm. Lloyd, Holding, Underwood, Roberts, Imran Khan, Viv Richards and Barry Richards. Oh, what about Keith Richards? Yeah, of course, and Mark Richards on his surfboard. Oh, big Jim Richards drove in his car, didn't he? And Rene Richards bought her own tennis racket. Yeah, ah. Denise Richards, they're all <laughs> oh, yeah. part of it. And look, on, on a slightly serious note, many South Africans participated, including Eddie Barlow, Mike Proctor, Clive Rice and the big quick Garth LaRue. Wow. Now, they'd all suffered from the sporting world protesting against apartheid policies by banning South Africa from international sport. Kerry Packer revolutionised the game forever. The way cricket was played, promoted, broadcast, and the best players could now play professionally without financial burdens. The millions of dollars present, the millions of dollars presently earned by cricketers worldwide is thanks to the courage and foresight of those involved in forming World Series cricket over 40 years ago. Oh, how do they keep that secret? Ooh, hey? that's good, wasn't it? All that money going around. Mm. Hey, Marshy, you wouldn't think he could keep oh, a secret, would you? Roddy chatted, Marshy. Yeah, oh, he let it out of the yeah. bag. And who what else? What about? Oh, Skull never said anything. <laughs> Hey, Kerry O'Keefe. Kerry O'Keefe is that crazy laugh of his. I'm surprised he kept a secret, mate. He couldn't keep anything. <laughs> like oh. telling a joke. No, but he didn't tell anyone not. about World Series cricket. No, he didn't. They kept quiet. All of them. They didn't even tell each other. They knew <laughs> that about it. true. That's true. Right? That is correct. So perhaps a modern day player should quibble less about who the coach is and just be thankful for the amazing dollars they now earn. Thank Dennis Lilly, Ian Chappell, Tony Gregg. Come on! Come on! Well, Kerry Packer gave it to the outdated administration of the game. Now, here he is following the success of World Series cricket. It's, it's not for me to say what the establishment should do or shouldn't do, but uh, the public have accepted us. Uh, I don't know that that's always been reported quite accurately in England, but the public have accepted us, and if the establishment want to keep the public on side, then they're going to have to rethink their views too, I would have thought. Kerry Packer was a hero to many cricketers of the 70s. Time now for Yesterday's Hero. Welcome to Yesterday's Hero. With a summary, mate. See if you can guess who the star from yesteryear is. Yeah, all right, mm -hmm. I'm listening. Okay, okay. He played for the Swan Districts Football Club and is regarded as one of the greatest ruckman Swannies have ever produced.
He also played as a strong marking forward and is well remembered for his physical clashes with other players. Rough and rugged, strong and intimidating, he played an essential role in the rise of Swan Districts in the 1980s. He played a total of 193 games between 1971 and 1983 and represented Western Australia twice. He won the club's fairest and best award in 1982 and was selected in Swan District's Team of the Century. He played in winning grand finals for the Black and Whites in 1982 and 1983. So come on, Dirty Gordito, who do you think this great player is? Rye, far too easy okay. this week, my friend. Gary Sidebottom. No, good guess, but no. I think Sidey was still playing in Melbourne somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about Bob Beecroft? Oh, great full forward, wasn't ripper, he? Yeah. He went yeah. to your club. Fitzroy, didn't he? Yeah, so we'll no, listen to him. No, no, no. 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 After Bob Beecroft. Uh, Have one more. What about Peter Satori? No, not Satori. No, no. Sorry, mate. Well, all those guys played for Fitzroy. They I hope did. it's a Fitzroy player. Here we go. Welcome to yesterday's hero, Ron Boucher. Oh, of course, a big yeah. roo. <laughs> Good to be on your show, and um, it's been a long time since I was a hero. Ron, we're going to get straight into it straight away, mate, with a word association, with the first thought that comes to mind. And firstly, we've got John Todd. Toughest coach I ever had. The most memorable one I, I've had, ever had, and he's the person that made me as a player. Graham Moss. I owe Graham five stitches in the eye, <laughs> and the pain and suffering that I, I had to go through. But but besides that, a very good player, great mm, player. Mm. You don't win brown lows, but looking good. Stephen Michael. Stephen Michael. Well, how can you sum him up? He's won everything. But I'll tell you one thing, he's like running into a wool bag full of mallee roots. Oh. He's, that, he's, just, he's just skin and bone. Wow. And, and, and a good player to boot. John Cooper, past president of Swan Districts. Right. Great leader. He, he, was the, he was the president for that, that time that we were going through a rebuilding stage. Uh, he had a great r- rapport with the um, coach, and we, we, were, we were going places. Leon Baker. Baker Baker, very smooth operator, um, excellent man. He just look, he made the game look easy, very polished. Yeah, so true. Billy Walker? That's Mr. Swan Districts. Four Sandover medals. True, four, yep. And, and we could be here for the rest of the day talking about his, his, what he hasn't won and what he has won. Great player and, and a great Swanson. Yeah, great to hear. Basil Campbell. He's won, he's won tough nutty Basil. And, he, and one thing, me and Basil are much alike. We, we weren't that keen on Victorian. George McElchak. He cost me five weeks. I, I reckon, I, if I wouldn't have been suspended, I would have played well over 200 games. He is good at travel. He's a travel agent. If you're oh. going to go someplace, yep. give George a ring and tell him I sent you <laughs> and, and he'll give you a discount. Otherwise, I'll go back and choke him again. Uh, what about today's game? They brought the, the art of flooding into it. They're taking out the game one-on-one, like, like a bloody rugby side. The, the one-on-one competitions aren't there like they used to be. Now, swooping in a different direction, Ron, as an adolescent, who was your hero? Graham Farmer, the only man. He was my hero. And in 1971, when I first came to Swan and played league football at, at 18, I ended up playing against him. 
And after the game where he put his boot into his chest, um, he wasn't my favourite um, player anymore, but he mm. definitely was a champion player. That he was. Hardest opponent? Steve Michael's number one. And not the hardest, but the person that could cut you apart was Graham Mott. He'd yep. waddle around the, the track looking pretty casual, but he could read a ball, good mark, and um, he was a good player. Best teammates? Leon Baker, Phil Markle, Bill Skrowski, Jared Neesham, and Ed, Ed Blackaby. Oh, Ed Blackaby, yeah. Greatest player you played with? Phil Markle with a winning uh, a Sandover, and you'd have to throw Leon Baker in there for the short term. He, time he was at the club. He definitely left his trademark everywhere he went. Favourite movie? Blues Brothers. Favourite subject at school? I like science. I, we were, in my day, we were trying to make bombs. And, and sport, of course. Favourite group? ACDC, Led Zeppelin and Johnny Cash. Matt the Man in Black. Favourite movie star? Ben Eastwood. Hobbies. Do you have any hobbies, Ron? Fast cars, fast women, and, and believe it or not, cooking. Who would play you in the movie, Ron Boucher? I reckon The Rock would save me off, no problem. Oh, brilliant. And, Great and choice. A backup, backup, a backup for The Rock is Ronnie Barker or Mr. Bean. <laughs> Oh, you crack me up. Yeah, great answer. And finally, in the news at the moment, player power, uh, Justin Langer. What's your take on that, uh, Ron? Football is a bit different nowadays. I, I think Tony wouldn't last until half-time anyway, or just after half-time when they give him the bullet, if he was coaching cricket. What do you want, a coach or a friend? I, I, to me, I, needed, I wanted a coach. And, and that, that said, clear glides, and if you come off the track, he redirects you back on the track again. The, uh, I, I could talk about the, the time I, I, I was at training a bit early, and John Todd was sitting on a bench back to me, and I come up behind him and put a reverse choker hold on him. And then he tried to punch me a bit, and that, that, that didn't work. It applied a bit more pressure. And then I let him go, because we went limp. And, and when he came to, he, he went into the property room, come out with a cricket bat, and he's going to belt me. Chase like, him like, as a cricket man. Toddy. Yeah, anyway, I took off. Yeah, I bet anyway, you did. Yeah, the players that night found out about it. They were pissed off with me because well, I, well, I never killed him. And Toddy was pissed off with me for choking him. <laughs> so I was hiding from nothing. <laughs> I, think, I think the only person that loved me that day was the bloody rock wheeler dog. Oh, well, look, we'll leave it there. Ron Boucher, what a pleasure it is to have you on. The gloves are off. Yesterday's hero. Thank you, Ron. My privilege. Thank you. Does home loan terminology leave your head spinning? Let Adrian Slater take the worry out of your next home loan decision with his stressless, personable approach. With 22 years of experience as a leading Perth mortgage broker, Adrian Slater will find the best loan for your individual circumstances. In a pleasant and professional manner, Adrian Slater Mortgage Broking Services. Home loans, investment loans and specialising in first home buyers. Call 0412 401 772 now. <laughs> Ronnie Boucher. No, no. Oh, what a legend. Brilliant. Yesterday's Hero is a brilliant addition to the show and the fans love it. Here's another new segment of The Gloves Are Off. Welcome, lovely listeners, to Dilemma Destruction. Tell me over and over and over again, my friend. I you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction. 
So this is the part of the show when listeners are invited to call 9418-7700 and tell us the sporting problem you'd like us to solve, the dilemma you'd like us to destroy. Mm, well, what's the issue we need to fix this week there, Dirty? Uh, Come on. Well, Sammy from Sorrento mm-hmm. writes, Dear Dirty and Rye, I heard you mention how the great sport of squash does not receive the financial backing that many other sports receive. Mm. I would like you guys to solve this problem. Thanks, Sammy from Sorrento. Well, he's got a good point there. Yeah. Squash has always had a big fan base, hasn't yeah. it? So how can we better sell it to the fans to get the sponsor dollars rolling in? Oh, that's right. Good I reckon, question. first of all, yeah. the big games need to be accessible for large numbers of fans to attend and have a, have a good view. Those little squash court buildings never allow more than a handful of spectators. Mm. So with the support of some government funds, we build a transparent ah. squash cubicle mm. that can be placed in the middle of Perth Stadium and we offer night squash with a catchy advertising jingle. Oh, brilliant. Television cameras can now have access to great close-up pictures and various angles can be seen at home or on the big screen. Spectators can watch the game from the comfort of their seat, on the oval, or in the stands. Next, yeah. the squash players need to spice up their playing uniform. Yeah. Beach volleyball style to sell the sport as a young, racy, vibrant, sexy sport. Yeah, the uniforms must be brightly coloured mm. and tastefully covered with the sponsors' logos for the TV cameras to supply free advertising. Merchandise can be sold around the stadium. Pay a few high-profile people to wear the gear around the streets and on advertisements. Light shows, dance music, and the occasional fireworks throughout the games. Oh, and we whack a high-priced sponsor's name on the squash ball. Yeah. (laughs) Free advertising, and we get the winners to throw a few squash balls into the crowd and the fans. Oh, the fans would love it. Hit them in. You've got to be a bit careful. You can't have a very long sponsor's name on that little squash ball, but we'll we'll work through that. As interest grows, we can play a number of games at once and alter the rules for alternative competitions. Perhaps a T20 competition whereby when the ball has been struck 20 times in a rally... It explodes. <laughs> yes. Oh, of that's the best point you've made all night. Encourage players to go for winners and make the games more exciting. That's right. You know, you've Bang. 14 times, 15 times. Well, coming up to 20. I've got to play a winner here oh, because oh. that 20 times coming up. Yeah, bang. And the ball's gone. Mm. Another mm. rule adapt- adaptation could You're be crazy. to shape the court a bit more like an octagon and allow ah. each player to throw one kick or punch in the direction of the opponent in between each shot. Brilliant. This would appeal to a new demographic of fan that perhaps wouldn't normally have enjoyed watching squash. Yeah, look, and finally, if interest starts to drop a bit, we'll create a controversy for one of the high-profile players, (laughs) and it'll be in all the newspapers, television, and social media. That's it. There you go, Sammy. Consider your squash problem quashed and squashed. Look, it might cost a few dollars to get it started, but it would be worth it. Unfortunately, Reliable Rye, money hasn't always been used wisely or even legally at times in sport. Yeah, I know match and race fixing, bribery scandals. Oh, we know that sport travels hand in hand with money, hand in glove in the case of OJ Simpson, yes. hand in the till in the case of FIFA, the IOC mm. and various other oh, organising bodies. Yes, whenever the mighty dollar becomes involved, so does corruption. We wish it was all about sport, but sometimes it's just all about money.
his money. Yeah. And we're just about out of time because I can see him, you know, he's at the door there at the yep. window. He's on the wall path a bit. Oh, there he is marching around the studio wearing his Mark Spitz autographed racing bathers. Oh, yeah. Ahead of his time, mate. A true visionary, a leader of men. The prize winners for today. Yeah. The Pancho's voucher for the quickie quiz question was won by Blake from Warwick. Good on you, Blakey, who answered Andy Roberts. Mm-hmm. So rambunctious, right? Who wins $100 cash for the laudable listener this week? Mm, the Adrian Slater. Bit of a roll on the drum there, please. Oh. Give drum it. Roll on the drum, the Adrian Slater. Mortgage broken service. $100 prize goes to Wayne from Waverley oh. from Victoria. Oh, I tell you what, he just yeah. snuck in by oh, an O's, the big Victorian Mike, there. didn't he? That was a mm. tough one. Yeah, it was. And, oh, we, we were full of callers tonight. Yep. That's an excellent choice, mate. The gloves are off, continues to climb in popularity. I believe we've hit the top ten this week in Damascus, Harare. Bogota and the Vatican City. We're still number one in Moscow, but I'm not very happy with mm. putting on the Ritz. I've got yeah. a new name for him. Richard Ukrainian. <laughs> and guess what? Oh, don't tell me. Yes, we've officially hit number one in Beijing. Yes! yes! <laughs> oh, You're going off, mate. Hey, the old Xi Jinping has got Xi us Jin- over the line. Yeah, Great Ping, stuff. Ping it over that line. I reckon his edict of instructing all Chinese government officials and military yeah. to wear the gloves are off T-shirt this week has helped enormously. Oh, congratulations, mate. Another milestone yep. in our prolific progress there. Oh, oh look, Jacob Lansby and uh, Wayne Clark have dropped in to congratulate us. Good day, boys. Uh, yep, come in. No. Come I, on. I, I come in, boys. They're just Jacob. here to sleep the night and make sure they wake up in time for sports breakfast tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, these blokes are so professional. They have Sport FM in the blood. No wonder we admire them so much. We challenge all listeners to join the gloves that are off again next Tuesday. Same bat time, same bat channel here on Sport FM 91.3. So we'll finish today with another massive money-spinning hit from the 1970s group, supergroup ABBA, a song that sums up money and sport. From Dirty Goodito, it's ciao for now. And bye from Ryan.
Does home loan terminology leave your head spinning? Let Adrian Slater take the worry out of your next home loan decision with his stressless, personable approach. With 22 years of experience as a leading Perth mortgage broker, Adrian Slater will find the best loan for your individual circumstances. In a pleasant and professional manner. Adrian Slater, Mortgage Broking Services. Home loans, investment loans and specialising in first home buyers. Call 0412 401 772 now.